Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight we have a fantastic guest, and tonight's going to be a fantastic show. If you guys watched in 2001, Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer had the disclosure in Washington, D.C., and Dan Willis was one of those patriots that came forward to give us, we the people, the truth. And before we get to the show, I'd like to recognize a couple of our sponsors. I'd like to recognize Mike Lindell and Pillow. Mike Lindell has been a guy that's been in the fight trying to save the Republic and shedding light on nefarious things that many uh, Americans didn't realize was going on. And if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you'll get up to 66% off your purchase. And Mike Lindell has taken a lot of that money that goes into his business, and he's fighting a good fight. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code CPNN, and give Mike a, a little bit of help. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko, a guy that was saving lives when medical tyranny was going on. And as they were trying to strip him from helping people, it, it didn't stop him. And it didn't stop him as he's not with us no more. And if you go to zstacklife.com and you look at a lot of great products he left us, uh, Dr. Zelenko was a great man. If you don't know about him, there's a lot of videos out there. Just type up his name and, and you'll see he was a great spirit. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce Dan Willis. Thank you for joining us tonight, Dan. Hey, my pleasure. Um... I, I love speaking with patriots uh, that care about our country and uh, want to know what's going on. And uh, I have a little bit of uh, history to uh, <laughs> to share regarding how uh, how our government's been infiltrated, the connections with the extraterrestrial reality, and uh, and a lot more. Awesome, you know. And 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 how I tell a lot of people because you know there's. In this patriot movement, you have people that just focus on the political side and they think it's just about politics. And, and I try to, I don't try to share any of my beliefs or anything on nobody, but I just try to encourage people to look at the whole pie, not just a piece or two. Because, you know, as much as people try to shy away from the whole extraterrestrial thing, uh, there's a lot of evidence out there with proof. And, and they, that plays a part. In a, in a lot of things. So it's definitely an honor to have a, a, a leader like yourself with knowledge to help shed light on that. Uh, it's my honor. Um, it's been decades. <laughs> you know, my uh, journey started back in 1969 with a high level top secret security clearance in naval communications. I uh, was receiving authenticated classified reports of uh, disc coming out of the water. Navy report, Navy ships were reporting, sending it to the chief of naval operations. So uh, the government knew about this uh, for some time and it started, seeded my uh, curiosity of why they haven't revealed this to the public. And, and also uh, if there's extraterrestrials out there, why they have not, uh, you know, openly showed themselves and, uh, and made contact. Absolutely. But before we go into the good stuff, um, if you if you can, can you just give the audience a, a brief background of yourself and if you can go into the 2001 disclosure? Sure. Um, you know, my uh, 
top secret clearance and uh, naval communications. Uh, I also served in combat action on the rivers of Vietnam. Uh, started my journey. I over the decades I've been researching off and on. Uh, met with Bob Lazar in 1993. Recorded the whole event that we were out and kept on researching. Uh, I was. Uh, Asked to be a witness, I was uh, one of uh, 21 witnesses in Washington, D.C. at the National Press Club, May 9, 2001. Each uh, one of us, uh, some breaking national security oaths, uh, we um, each stated after we gave our testimony, we were willing to testify under oath, there was 22 cameras in the mainstream media in the back row. The place was packed, one of the largest events in the history of the National Press Club. Myself being an ex-ABC newsman, I was a broadcast engineer in the, in the 70s, uh, I couldn't imagine with the testimonies being disclosed, you know, we had 57 different species already categorized by 1989, or bases on the other side of the moon, we had faster and light craft built back in the 50s, president CIA directors being denied, illegally being denied access, that's what actually brought about the, uh, the event. Um, we have zero point energy, uh, you know, on and on, just any, any one of many of the witness testimonies would have, uh, it would have been a world changing event. I couldn't imagine, but, uh, what our infiltrated media as everybody here is, is fully aware <laughs> that our mainstream media has been completely infiltrated and controlled centrally toward an agenda that's not in the interest of the American people. Um, they did what's called a limited hangout. In other words, they just made it sound like all these people. And we had 500 witnesses behind us, um, all willing to testify under oath. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you have 21 witnesses or 5,000 witnesses. If you have control of the mainstream media, the public's not going to get the information. So... Uh, you know, that started my my journey, and um, um, there's a whole lot more to that story. <laughs> wow. So as your time in the service and, and some of the things that you saw, can, can you shed some light on some when you had that wow moment? Like, did you always um looked into ufos were you a believer of them or did it just stumble across you while you were in the service well when i was a child i you know growing up in the 1950s you know i i loved some of the science fiction movies and i thought you know how incredible you know to be able to if we had contact with advanced civilizations over thousands of years you know i just thought it was science fiction until i uh you know was receiving secret classified reports i was a <laughs> back in 1969 they had some pretty primitive stuff you know the teletypes weren't getting the signal through and so uh i was working at the code room in the naval communication station in san francisco and so i was in charge of the code room i was a high-speed code operator you know do 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 you know the type of primitive thing and so i was getting a message from a ship that was off the coast of alaska where the uh sailors on board they were witnessing off port bowie uh, brightly glowing uh, disc. 
that was uh, glowing this reddish orange color that was about 70 feet in diameter that came out of the ocean. A radar operator on the ship tracked it going over 7,000 miles per hour. This was priority level secret classification going to the Chief of Naval Operations in Washington, D.C. Um, that seeded my curiosity. Obviously, nobody was making that stuff up. Um, uh, and, you know, for the longest time, you know, I, I questioned people, you know, it was like you know, seeing UFOs, maybe they're, you know, delirious or something. I just kept researching and I kept seeing more and more glitches in the matrix, you could say, that uh, what really got, you know, although I, I researched from 1969 off and on, you know, the subject and, and uh, trying to gather as much information as I could. Uh, it wasn't until I gave testimony in Washington, D.C., where I saw what the mainstream media was doing, where, you know, I saw what CNN did and CBS wanted to do an interview one-on-one -on -one with me. And I said, look, I'm not doing this interview with you unless I can say we have the scientists that can prove we have zero-point energy, promised up and down, right? Um Afterward, the producer of the show, she was almost in tears. She said, I, I know I promised, but the higher executives, you know, read CIA, made me cut that part out. And so I became aware that here we have scientists willing to bring forth in an open congressional hearing technology that can get us off these dangerous polluting technologies of nuclear oil and coal and have clean zero-point energy and the higher executives are sanitizing this. So um, it was, uh, you know, I, I found out that the, uh, this event that happened in 2001 was actually brought about due to, uh, I mean, when you get into the research of this stuff, it's like you'll hit one oh my God after another. And the very nature of the truth and reality of it um, keeps its own best secrecy because it sounds like a bizarre science fiction movie plot when you really get into what the truth is. Um, I, you know, I started uh, a media company out of out of Hollywood wanted me to uh, after. I went to Washington. They wanted me to art, write this article on the control of media with the UFO issue, and I gladly accepted. <laughs> what, what the hell happened, right? Um, and so I found the only way I could really understand what happened was to look back through time, back to the beginning of the 20th century, back to the year 1900, and to present day and start plugging in all these authenticated classified documents and all these witness testimonies that I was aware of. You can imagine we had 500 military intelligence witnesses. Um, how, in a, in a brief snapshot, and I'm missing a whole lot of detail, but I'll give it to you in a, in a big picture. And that is, uh, we really didn't win the war with the Nazi SS. They uh, infiltrated into the CIA and, uh, and the corporations, uh, the pharmaceutical companies and our media. And that uh, what happened was um, they had near the end of 
World War II, they had escaped. The Rockefeller Foundation completely rewrote the history of World War II. The children in the future would not be aware of the Nazi escape and infiltration. But, you know, they had a base down in Antarctica, 211, which uh, James Forrestal had Admiral Richard E. Byrd go down there on Operation High Jump. They were, all their aircraft and everything was wiped out by the uh, Antarctic uh, anti-gravitic craft that had directed energy weapons on it. Um, James Forrestal was murdered, thrown out the window of the hospital. Uh, a classified MJ-12 report said his death was regrettable but necessary. Uh, the MJ-12 group, which... Uh, MJ-12, the first group in September 1947, all on the same month, the CIA, the U.S. Air Force, and the MJ-12 group was created. It was headed by Admiral Roscoe Hillencotter, who was trying to warn the public about the dangers of secrecy surrounding this UFO topic. Not about the UFOs, but about the secrecy. And he, he was right. Uh, what happened was that during the uh, Eisenhower administration, uh, basically a surrender happened. And this, there was a meeting in 1954 in February with the Galactic Federation of World, Worlds, a benevolent group of extraterrestrials that was offering uh, incredible technology and, and so forth and helping our world. And, um, they, they wanted us to relinquish our nuclear weapons. Um, during this time, uh, Eisenhower had to do a new executive order, which replaced all the original MJ-12 members uh, with Alan Dulles, MJ-1, who was infamous for the Nazi infiltration. And, you know, the Galactic Federation tried to warn us about the, the Nebu Greys that were in orbit around our planet at that time. And the uh, MJ-12 group, although an alliance was signed with the Galactic Federation of Worlds with Eisenhower, um, the MJ-12 group went behind his back and signed an agreement with the Nebu Greys, the sneaky little bastards that uh, wanted to abduct people. And they, they got this, they see, they wanted technology. And so the Nibu was willing to give them the technology. And so they gave them underground bases like the Delsey base and so forth to start their hybrid program. But they reneged on their agreement uh, of, you know, thousands of people. They took millions of people for their, uh, for their program. Uh, Eisenhower basically uh, got sold out. He was taken out of the loop. Um, they moved all their operations, uh, from Wright-Patterson over to Area 51 S4. The, uh, Eisenhower tried to look into what was going on. They denied Eisenhower access and he was mad as hell. And he said, well, you know what? I'm going to go in with the first army. We're going to rip this thing apart. I don't care what kind of classified program you have. And so, um, they were allowed two CIA agents. One gave a deathbed testimony telling about this where, you know, they saw extraterrestrials over there and, and the reverse engineering operations that were done over in S4. Um, 
So by February 1955, basically a surrender agreement had to be written. And every president, CIA director, it doesn't matter who you are, what your security clearance is, uh, you're denied access into these operations. Uh, a couple of examples, like Jimmy Carter had a UFO experience that uh, he made his campaign promise to release the UFO files. George Bush Sr., <laughs> he was infamous working with the Nazis, um, he uh, denied President Carter uh, access, one of our our legal counsel, Daniel Sheehan, gave testimony of that, one of the 21 witnesses. Um, later in 1993, um, Clinton wanted to find out about the UFO issue. So he had his uh, CIA director, James Woolsey, attempt to look into it. The CIA director is being denied access. <laughs> and so uh, he exhausted his military intelligence channels and had to bring a civilian in, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, he was the director for the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And in a three-hour meeting, he bought a huge stack of documents substantiating the reality. And the words out of the CIA director's mouth is, I know the subject's real. I'm just trigger, trying to figure out why the hell I can't gain access to it. Uh, you know, so uh, Dr. Greer, becoming aware of the gravity situation, <laughs> you know, here the CIA director is being denied access. He met with some military advisors who advised him to start collecting witnesses, military, intelligence, and corporate witnesses. So uh, from the year 1993 to the year 2001, over 500 witnesses were, were collected. I was the 100th videotaped witness that gave testimony. Um, so uh, in 1997, now, Back in 1993, when he was meeting with the CIA director, I, I was trying to find out about this stuff, and I heard about Robert Lazar supposedly reverse engineering this extraterrestrial craft over at S-4, which is a facility, you know, South Area 51. And so I traveled there and met with a group of about a dozen and a half uh, hardcore researchers and uh, in a little town right outside Area 51, Rachel, Nevada, where they set up a... Uh, the military actually gave us this tent. <laughs> it's kind of a military camouflage tent. And absolutely no recordings were allowed whatsoever of this event. But I was sitting in the front row and I had my camcorder going and recorded the full two hours of him being hit nonstop with some pretty savvy questions. And uh, I uploaded it on the internet. You can go to the webmatrix.net, go to the 1993 timeline. You can watch the video if you want. Um, so what happened was this meeting outside area 51 freaked out the base. The base went into complete lockdown. They, uh, sent out a security advisory to all base personnel that uh, if they were to interact with these, you'll be reprimanded and disciplinary actions taken. And on this NRO document, National Reconnaissance Office document, um, it listed these different operations, that, such as Magi Ops, Cosmic Ops. These were unacknowledged special access programs that were reverse engineering extraterrestrial technology. Well, somehow in 1997, Dr. Greer was able to acquire this document. 
And he uh, went to the Pentagon for a meeting with uh, Vice Admiral Thomas Wilson, who was the head of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, he went along with Commander Will Miller and Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut. And he, the Admiral tried to look into these projects. And the Admiral was not only denied access, he was threatened to back off immediately or he would see an early retirement and lose rank. So the Admiral was mad as hell. And he told Dr. Greer, well, and he knew that Dr. Greer has been collecting these witnesses for some time. He says, well, as far as I'm concerned, if you can get your witnesses that are willing to testify under oath and go before the mainstream media, you have my permission to go to the media with this. This group is, quote, illegal. Um, so that's what we did. <laughs> In 2001, uh, Dr. Greer had his life threatened. Uh, not to go before the mainstream media. But uh, apparently uh, the media was fully controlled. Uh, you know, this goes all the way back to uh, Alan Dulles starting Operation Mockingbird back in 1950. And if you follow the progress of how our media has been infiltrated, which is the enemy of the people, that uh, back in uh, 1983, there was like 50 media corporations and the CIA. Now, now, the CIA was basically infiltrated by the Nazis. And how they did this with Alan Dulles is uh, Alan Dulles working with General Reinhard Gellin, who was head of Nazi intelligence. They knew that Truman had a fear of the Soviets. And so what the Nazis had is they had the intelligence on the Soviets buried away in the Bavarian mountains in these little sealed microfish containers. And so they used that as a bargaining chip on the table in order to bring in 3,000 Nazi spies into the CIA. So it was fully infiltrated. And Truman himself said, you know, the, they don't have to account to anybody. He was, he made, he was uh, regretful that he, initiated the CIA, which uh, Alan Dulles was the one that pushed him into, uh, into doing it. Uh, so what the CIA did was in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, every year since 1983, they meet with all the main media. And last year, um, they met with uh, Biden's pick for the CIA director, Burns, and uh, they had uh, Bill Gates, the infamous Bill Gates there, along with, you know, the heads of Twitter and they had uh, Facebook, you know, and all, all of this, all the, uh, the social media networks and the mainstream media networks, all for these, all for this meeting, right? Uh, all of the usual suspects <laughs> are attending. And uh, from 1983, to the year, I think it was like 2003, they, the CIA was able to consolidate control down to only six corporations that control everything you see and hear. And so they have these meetings every year. And, uh, and after the meeting in 1954 with Eisenhower and the Galactic Federation of Worlds back in February, in May of that year, just right after, uh, Prince Bernhard of the ne Netherlands, uh, former Nazi SS officer, 
started the yearly Bilderberg secret meetings, which they continue to this day. So it's uh, a combination of the Bilderberg Group, uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission. They all work together in unison to control these six corporations with billions of dollars that go in the think tank that engineer our perceptions and to give our consent that moves toward their agenda. And, uh, you know, this, this, this is what really grabbed me, you know, myself being an ex-ABC newsman, I, I saw what the media was doing. I've, I've been interviewed a couple of times by mainstream media and I saw and seen what they do. And it's, it's, it's infuriating because our country's been infiltrated by this, uh, domestic enemy, you know, all of us in the, in the military who have sworn an oath to protect the constitution of the United States against enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, we damn sure have a domestic enemy infiltrated within us, uh, that needs to be exposed. And, and the media is really, um, really the culprit that works to create division. They divide us, uh, you know, divide us by political affiliation, divide us by race, by sexual orientation, by, um, God, you name it, you know, uh, they, religion, they, religion, a yeah, good one. Uh, they drive a wedge in there so that we're fighting amongst ourselves when we don't see the real enemy that is using psychological warfare on our, on our public that uh, we don't see who our true enemy is because if we did we would all unite as you know brothers and sisters all races all religions everything and uh take down this enemy but so long as they control the perceptions it's it's too much of a um it's too much of a stretch of a mind for people who have been uh, generationally indoctrinated. And then they knew through generations of indoctrination that if somebody was to bring out the truth about that, it would seem like a raving conspiracy theorist lunatic, right? Uh, but the, the truth is, and, and uh, there's the normies that cannot wrap their mind around, um, you know, the fact that our information systems have been infiltrated and being used as a weapon against us uh it's it's too much of a stretch and and they even weaponize them psychologically so that they look at people like like probably a lot of you watching right now as uh, lunatic conspiracy theorists that are reading misinformation and, and so forth. And so they weaponize it that way to turn against each other, you know, such as, you know, the, uh, uh, the biological warfare that they've been using on us and how the media, you know, you know, supports that so heavily that ostracized anyone who didn't go along with the, uh, the plan. And it's interesting, uh, all of the Nazi doctors and things that, uh, about 1600 of them that weren't tried, 
the, the notorious things were all brought into the CDC back in 1946. And, you know, they have uh, a eugenics attitude of, uh, you know, calling the population and so forth. So anyway, that that's probably a, probably a good point to uh, see if you have any questions. And, uh, you know, it, it gets even more interesting. There's some really good news, I have to say, about what's happening in our solar system and about the uh, alliances that we have that uh, are off-planet, that are working with uh, white hats, you could say, of the Earth Alliance, that uh, the these regressive extraterrestrials that were in our solar system up to the year 2021, and this was revealed, uh, uh, Greg Braden was interviewing John Peterson of the Arlington Institute, which is a Washington-based U.S. Navy think tank, which he got three independent sources that validated that these uh, regressive or bad ETs, you could say, have been removed from our solar system back in 2021. So the extraterrestrial overlords, you could say, of the minions on this planet have been removed. And so they no longer have that higher echelon that was working with them. Um, and so, you know, it's just time for us to take back our planet. You know, and thanks for covering all that. And I, I totally agree because um, <clears throat> many people that, um, that our creator had activated for the awakening to to make a lot of this possible, I believe, because I know I was activated around 2012, is when the 2020 election happened and I get off of work, I'm watching the, the numbers and I'm like, wait a minute, am I tired? And I started seeing Trump's, so it'll show Biden and Trump's number. And then next thing you know, Biden got Trump's numbers and Trump got Biden's number. And I'm like, wait a minute, th th this is, this is not right. Th there's something going on here. And going back to what you say on how the media, they can, they can control people's thoughts is after the election, they were going around to every state and they start doing the recounts and all this. And then, Oh, there was no election fraud. We didn't find no election fraud. The judge said they didn't find no election fraud. So then when you're talking to your relative, they're like, look at the judge said there's no election fraud. They did a recount. They didn't find nothing. And it's like, wait a minute. And that's when I start realizing, wait a minute, these people are blind. I mean, I didn't know about MK Ultra or none of that stuff at that time, but I knew something was programming them from not seeing i mean it was right in front of your face so you were absolutely dead on on how they can control the thoughts of people oh yeah it's uh it's so disturbing <laughs> it's so disturbing what they do to people they've divided families uh you know my my wife and her family though uh you know because they you know totally believe in the the thing now we're on um uh, I, I, this is the first time I've ever been, you know, do, doing something on uh, Telegram. But we can say anything here, can't we? Oh, yeah, we can say anything. 
Yeah, there's no. Oh, right. We can say we don't have vac- vaccine. We can say, uh, yeah, they Q and A, whatever you want to say. Q and A, yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, when Eisenhower lost control, uh, he said, you know, being the five-star general that he is, or or was, um, he set up a secret U.S. Marine Corps intelligence unit that would act as a constitutional safeguard if our constitutional republic was ever, because, you know, when he left on his farewell speech in 1961, he, he, he said, he, uh, you know, to take nothing for granted that only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can protect our future liberties and freedoms and to beware of the misplaced powers and unwarranted influences within the military-industrial complex, which had been, at that time, uh, infiltrated by the Fourth Reich. And so, you know, people wonder, well, if the Nazis had all this advanced technology, why didn't they uh, just take over and and win the war? Well, (laughs) they did win the war, and they infiltrated from within and used the industrial might of the United States to their advantage. Uh, they controlled NASA while we're being told we need rockets. Uh, Nazi Germany had developed anti-gravity back in 1954. I'm sorry, 1934, 20 years after the U.S. developed gravity in uh, October of 1954, as uh, Dr. Greer in the latest 2023 disclosure conference uh, you know, revealed. So um, this... Uh, uh the situation with the uh with the media i think more people are starting to see the the glitches in the perception matrix <laughs> more and more and that's that's very encouraging but there's still a lot of people that uh will you know continue to watch you know cnn msnbc read the new york times washington post you know all their main controlled outlets that uh, the intelligence agencies are giving them the uh, through the think tanks that control the perceptions. Uh, and they have a lot of funding that the, keeps them going. Uh, it's not so much well, about money, but control. Wouldn't you think, because what I'm noticing in my family, and my mom, she, she grew up in the 50s, so she really had a lot of indoctrination um and and i flooded my mom with so much information to where one time she was shaking and she says you gotta stop she's like this is making me nervous and and that's where i learned to back off a little bit but i wanted to flood her with enough information so when she started seeing things it would click and i mean there's Mm -hmm. countless of times where she's texted me and says wow you were right wow wow where now she's having an awakening on her own Oh well, God! Is, isn't that isn't that uh, so? Re, re, you have a family member finally say, you know, oh my God, I see what you were saying. Right, you know, and it's amazing because she's like, oh my God, she's like on my TV, just like the stuff that you say. There's this lady that does a podcast, and she doesn't even watch really the news anymore. But when she does watch the news. She calls me up with more stuff that where she had an awakening and I collect this data and I'm like, wait a minute, the white hats must be using their system to deprogram people that are strongly concocted with the cognitive distance. 
Um, there's no other way that I can say that. And I'm having a lot of family members, a, a cousin that was a hardcore liberal, um, talked to my cousin not too long ago. And my cousin said, you know, I always voted for the Democrats because I thought they were for the poor. She says, but what, what's going on now? She's like, <laughs> no more. She's, and, and then she goes like, is Trump coming back? Do you, do you, I hope Biden doesn't win again. Like, they're actually... <laughs> scaring people that supported them yeah they're going so crazy even the uh far left people are starting to uh i remember this uh this one i also remember the story of this one uh gay liberal guy he was like extreme left you know for hillary 100 percent uh you know totally you know as left as you can get right and a family member it would only it would take a family member right said you know cnn's manipulating the information and he says oh no they're not no that's all truthful information um and so he said well you know i'll i'll, I'll you know he, he, she challenged him and so he looked into it and then he's like he got his first oh my god he found out my god they are manipulating the information and what happens is uh he is named Brandon. He started the walkaway movement. What happens is people who've been lied to and they find out they've been lied to, they'll flip 180 degrees and become one of the strongest warriors, you know, for the truth. Uh, once you find out that, you know, you've been deceived. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, it's unconventional warfare we're, we're under right now. And it, it's really, uh, you know, it, it's psychological warfare. And, and the thing that I find how this gets revealed is understanding the hidden history. This is why they went in and, you know, rewrote history. And this is why they, they control the information so that, uh, you know, the History Channel and all these other other outlets, they don't, uh, you'll see little glips and pieces of it here and there, but they don't put it all together for you. And once you understand the hidden history that has brought us to today, all of a sudden it it all makes perfect sense and you you'll understand that we have an infiltrated domestic enemy that's been operating um, you know, since the end of World War II. Right. Um, just like this whole extraterrestrial UFO stuff, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are programmed to where they, they, they think it's a hoax, they think it's fake. I mean, me and my sister-in-law um, seen a ship. I mean, since I was a kid, I've always been intrigued with it. And my father served in the military, and he's always talked about them since I was really young. And I just believe he saw something. He never talked about what he saw in the military. Um, so I would tell people the story of what me and my sister-in-law seen. I mean, we seen it. It was like right across the street from where my brother and my sister-in-law lived. We saw it like right up close, and it was crazy. And we'll tell family and friends, and my sister-in-law is a person, anyone that knows her knows she's not a liar. She will not make nothing up like that at all. And they will laugh. 
and they will be like, oh, you guys are just making that up. And it's like, wow. To where after a while, I stopped telling people. But now, Hmm. as I've had this awakening, I've learned, you know, you can't worry about what other people think. That's their thoughts. Tell your truth. And I think when this truth comes out, a lot of people are going to be shattered because they don't they don't have a clue. And and when you go to the story, if you can touch on like uh, even Ben, what was it, Ben Rich from Lockheed Skunk Works, that now we have mm-hmm. the means to take ET back home. Uh, you hear the story of what is it, Doctor Frank Stranges and Valiant Thor. Val Thor, huh? Could you? His could real you name is Val Thor, but he he put Valiant Thor. Yeah, 1957, he met with Eisenhower, and that's a whole interesting story to get into of how all that came about. Um, there's such a thing as a prime directive. That was the whole idea of Star Trek and the prime directive was actually Office of Naval Intelligence working with Gene Roddenberry. Uh, and the Galactic Federation of Worlds that, that gave the, the script for Star Trek, you know, the teleportation, you know, warp drives, prime directive, all that stuff is, uh, <clears throat> was to seed into the public's uh, consciousness. Um, what, what happened was when the, um, the Nazis entered into an alliance with the... Uh, the reptilian, the, the Draco, the Sakaar Empire back in the 1930s, they were given an advanced technology, and this is how you know they defeated Admiral Byrd and Operation High Jump. Um, what uh, this uh, this triggered um, the Galactic Federation worlds, they're a benevolent group that this prime directive is kind of like non-interference. And that explained to me why they don't just all come down and land and say, hey, how you doing, you know? (laughs) Um, They basically can't interfere with a lesser evolved, evolving race. But since the uh, reptilians were able to interfere, they, they violated the prime directive and they gave the license to the Galactic Federation of Worlds to intervene which uh, the what happened was you, you remember the Battle of LA, 1942. The anti-aircraft guns were shooting at these flying objects over Los Angeles. Uh, you know, I learned I learned that from listening to the William Tompkins interview. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, William Tompkins, uh, a great man that uh, <laughs> revealed a lot. Um, that two authenticated documents uh, show that two craft were shot down. The uh, the Army Air Force at the time, before it turned into the Air Force, grabbed one, took it to Wright Patterson. The Navy grabbed the other, took it to China Lake. Reverse engineering. Um, the Ran uh, Project Ran was in charge of all this, where Tompkins was working. Um, what happened was uh, General Henry Arnold brought in a huge amount of money and felt that the Navy should just deal with things in the ocean and that the Air Force should, since anything's out in space, you know, right? The Air Force should dominate. So basically uh, pushed the Navy out. And then the RAN, it's like 1948, 49, the RAN, Project RAN turned into the RAN Corporation. And 
so the Navy had to do its own program in secrecy. And this is when the uh, Nordics, is like Scandinavian-looking extraterrestrials from the Galactic Federation of Worlds, was working with William Tompkins in the, these think tanks. And so by uh, they, uh, Val Thor was working with Eisenhower in order to um, bring about and uh, Commander uh, Demethor of the Galactic Federation of Worlds were helping to bring about the Navy's uh, secret space program to counterbalance what uh, the Air Force CIA uh, with the um, with the with the reptilians that were working together in a kind of an alliance, and so to counterbalance that, they. Um, were working with the U.S. Navy, and they eventually, you know, they started out with retrofitting, you know, submarines and stuff like that with anti-gravitic uh, craft. And by the 1980s, they launched the Solar Warden program. Now, the event that I uh, testified at uh, in 2001 it inspired a hacker in the U.K., Gary McKinnon, who discovered the U.S. Navy Solar Warden program, uh, which. Um, was basically as a, a countermeasure to what the Air Force was doing. But eventually they're all working together now, the Earth Alliance and the uh, regressive extraterrestrials of the, uh, the Nibu that uh, were, you know, abducting all these, all these people have been, uh, in fact, their whole... Their whole, they were like, uh, you know, how birds and insects and things all have like a group mind, you know, like bees and ants and so forth. These beings were, have like a hive mind where they have one, a queen that they controls all of them. And so, um, maybe this sounds like a bizarre science fiction plot, but, uh, Commander Demethor of the Galactic Federation of Worlds, they were able to capture, uh, some of these uh, grays and was able to hack the code and basically disabled the queen. And so right now they're being overseen, but they're no longer a threat. They were a, they were a major threat at one point. And the Sakaar, the reptilians, you know, in Star Trek, you know, you have uh, the, the Klingons, which basically represented the uh, reptilians. And the, you have the Borg, which is, you know, uh, trying to assimilate, right, and, and dominate, assimilate, dominate. That was like the Nibu. And so uh, you have uh, both of them removed from our solar system back in 2021. So these, uh, these beings of the Galactic Federation of Worlds, they're not here to save us. They are here to help us, though, and uh, help us save ourselves, essentially, to take back our planet, we have to become awake. You know, it's like, that's the, only, that's the only reason I do shows and talk about this stuff is to hopefully uh, trigger curiosity and have people want to research and look back. Uh, my notes are, by the way, on thewebmatrix.net. Uh, has links and references to all these documents and witnesses that uh, I've been researching. And, 
And it's interesting, you know, ever since uh, the 1980s when they launched the Solar Warden program, uh, people who have been recruited have been taken on a 20-year tour of duty in space and then age and time regressed back through time to their point of enlistment and their memories erased. But as 20 years goes along on this timeline, they start to have total memory recall. So in 1980, when it launched, the first witnesses that started to have total memory recall in the year 2000, like Michael Ralph, who was working with the Navy on Mars, uh, I, a lot of these secret space program people are close friends of mine that, uh, like Tony Rodriguez, uh, Oh my God, you have so many, so many different people, John Charles, uh, all part of the uh, Solar Warden program that were taken 20 years and then time and age reversed back. I mean, they have this technology and they have in the moon isn't a moon, isn't our moon and it's a spaceship and it's hollow. And inside the spaceship, uh, my friend Elena Danan, who was actually abducted by the Nibu Greys when she was nine years old, and they had to repurpose a uh, an implant in her uh, that they used for a tracking device to be a communication device. And I've been communicating to um, uh, to her contact on the Galactic Federation of Worlds regarding some advanced technology that I'm going to be. I'm working with two scientific teams that are going to be presenting this in October in Florida to the world on uh, this incredible advanced crystal technology. Uh, anyway, that's like a whole other subject. But um, they, uh, they're, uh, they're here to assist us in becoming awake and aware and that uh, they actually handed a disclosure plan to General Van Herc, who was one of the heads of the Earth Alliance. Uh, he's in charge of the North American Air Command. Uh, they gave him up the Galactic Federation of Worlds. They gave him this disclosure plan, which is this genius, brilliant plan that's going to unfold, and we're in the process right now, we're going to start seeing more of their craft uh, in the skies as part of an acclamation to prepare the people of Earth for contact. Um, and so uh, keep note that you'll start seeing more and more UFO, uh, craft will be uncloaking and, and showing themselves in the uh, months ahead. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of my admins on here have seen it and, and uh, many members. Um, I record them. Um, so I would say about three years ago, they're always coming over by me. They want me to see them. I, I don't know why, but this is when I was a kid, I was I was having a lot of dreams. Um, but I'm learning that those might not be dreams. And they followed me throughout till now. And uh, so <laughs> now that I have a cell phone, I'm able to try to record. So what's funny is if I start recording, I will try to hit pause to stop it, and it won't stop. And then all of a sudden, it's showing me houses in my front yard when I'm in my backyard. And I remember I, I, I told this to a couple members, and, and there was one gentleman. He says, hey, 
tell them that it's for educational purposes. And every hmm. time I do that, before I start recording, I have no problem. And I will have uh, my uh, JW, um, I'll have her send you one of the recordings that I have. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. I have several. And I do believe that we are in a process of them, them wanting us to get used to seeing them in the air. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I do believe we're probably, you know, uh, in the process of contact as I was, I was listening to Robert, I believe his name, Robert Dean. Oh, Bob Dean. Or Bob Dean. Yeah. And he was saying this so long ago. He says, listen, what's going to come. The governments will not be able to stop. And the governments know this. What He's they're right. doing is they're sending us high frequency vibration, ra raising our consciousness to drop the veil for what's gonna what's to come and that was so long ago and if you listen to that interview it's it, it's happening now oh i remember bob dean is a great hero um uh what he was saying was true yeah he was uh in charge of uh nato over there in europe and uh actually saw the uh the uh, documents, top secret documents of how to deal with extraterrestrial bodies and so forth and so on. Um, yeah, um, yeah, he was friends with uh, my other friend, uh, Clifford Stone, who yes. was uh, 57 different species that are categorized by 1989. Uh, I've done some shows with Clifford. Uh, we're both Vietnam vets. <laughs> Um, so, um, so yeah, this is a very complicated, complex historical, uh, subject matter. So, uh, hit but me you with know, your best Dan, questions. <laughs> but, but you know what I want to say real quick, and I, I'm sure members would like to ask some questions from me for Q and A. Please. Um, I love questions. <laughs> going back to Bob Dean though, he said, what freaked the, the, the generals or the admirals off the most is these, they look just like us. Uh -huh, that's you true. could be at a restaurant, they could be sitting behind you and you would not know it. And he that's said, so what true. really freaked them out the most was they could be walking down the corridors of the Pentagon. And that's he right. Says, Damn, they could be in the White House. And um, that's, that's just definitely amazing. Yeah, one of the uh, people uh, we used to work in one of the deep underground military bases and uh, the medical f with the extraterrestrials. He, he was telling me in his lecture, there's over a hundred thousand of them walking among us. It was probably more than that. That uh, yeah, you they um, you know, they look like us, and some of them look a lot better than us. <laughs> you know, they live uh, uh, you know, 900, 1500 years old, whereas, um, you know, on Earth, uh, according to the latest statistics, uh, the average lifespan is 75 years. That means I've, I've got one year to go. <laughs> you know, that's, that's crazy. Um, I remember listening to another interview with William Tompkins, and he was talking about, I believe, the Nordics or the Pleiadians, they had uh, a pill that would age regress you. And... I don't know, Dan. I think you got that pill. TRW, yeah, TRW. It uh, 
you take it after a while and uh, the women get to be around uh, 21 years old and the men around 29. And it works for me. Um, and the, uh, the med beds. Now, I've worked with IBM's head scientist on some very unusual projects when he quit and set up a laboratory after he retired. And one of the projects I worked with was a, a camera that could holographically project in time and uh, project in space and tune through time. And thousands of photos were taken with this, and it was patented by the European Patent Office. And this is how the med beds work, which are inside the moon right now. They have huge facilities inside, which they are going to eventually release the corrupt medical system that everybody's aware of, how corrupt it is. Um, probably all the hospitals will be re refurbished with these new modalities of healing that, uh, you know, you can go through and it can holographically take a photo of you and it can go back through time and take out snapshots of when all the different parts of your body were optimal and then overlay that on you. We're holographic. The whole universe is holographic. This, this tetrahedral fractal geometry is the basis of, of, of reality. And so when you overlay this, it repatterns to this new pattern and all of a sudden, that's how they do the 20 and back, but they age regress people. You can age regress you, you know, back into uh, many decades earlier, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people would, uh, would appreciate. Yeah, and the Absolutely. military, re returning arms and legs that were blown off and, uh, oh my God, you know, we've got to get rid of, uh, my great grandfather was president of the homeopathic medical society that was fighting Rockefeller who, uh, basically took over our medical system. And, uh, it's a corrupt, very corrupt medical system that we have as uh, probably all, I don't have to say that to all your listeners. They, they know that well. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, it's time that we get rid of the chemicals and go back to the organic, natural, electric frequency as we are carbon-based bodies with water and electricity. And, and they pro you're a human, you're a human, you're a human to get you away to realize we have electricity in our bodies. And if they can hamper the frequency of that electricity, the body can't heal itself. So I, I mm -hmm. totally agree. And I, I think you got one of those age regressing pills and you've probably been in a med bed because I don't think anyone on this group would believe that you're in your 70s, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I was born in 1949, so I, uh, I was one month old when they uh, threw James Forrestal out the window of the hospital wanting the public to know the truth about the whole situation. Um, yeah, was, my father was a career Marine with a presidential citation in World War II against the Nazis and Korean War, and uh, uh, and I think he's he had some experiences, but you know didn't didn't, didn't share them with me. Um, but uh, my wife's going to have dinner in probably about a half an hour, so if you yep. shoot me with your best questions, and uh, I will uh, do my best to uh, to answer. Well, Dan, I just want to thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we can get you to join us again. Uh, really, it's an honor to have this information. And right now, um, everyone, if you can press that middle button, if you have a question for Dan, we can call upon you.
And right now we have Professor. Professor, you're unmuted. Good evening, Dan. Thank you for taking your time to speak with us. Um, I came across the web matrix a couple of years ago and have just been. Um, my question to you is about the Marine Intelligence Unit that Eisenhower set up. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're directly linked with Q. Can you verify that? And are they working with information from the Galactic Federation to help free us from the reptilians and the other um, malevolent beings that have taken over the planet? I, uh, good question. Um, uh, Randy Kramer and, um, uh, who was the other Marine? Um, Michael Jerloff, uh, both testified that Eisenhower, when he lost control, he set up secretly, uh, a U.S. Marine Corps intelligence unit. And it's, it's my, my personal speculation and belief that this was the origins of what we know as Q. Um, and some people say that, you know, it happened after the Kennedy assassination. I think the Kennedy assassination uh, just kicked it into high gear. Um, and then 9-11 was kind of, the, you know, the, the finishing one. But as far as the, Galactic, the connection with the Galactic Federation, I don't have any intel on that. But uh, no doubt they've been, they've been working with us, uh, you know, going all the way back to the Eisenhower era. Is that it, Professor? Did I answer your question? Um, yes, definitely. Thank you, Dan. I wanted to give other people a chance to ask some questions to you, Mike. Oh, it was, it was a great question, too. Um, you know, thank you, President Eisenhower. <laughs> Does anybody else have a question? Please press the middle button and we can call upon you in order. If you have a question, uh, ask Dan while we have him on here now. Well, it looks like they're going to let you off easy, Dan. They heard your wife's cooking some dinner. And they, oh, actually, we got one that came in. Oh, yep, JD. we got a live one. Okay. <laughs> You're up, J.D. It's not so much a, a question as it is a, a statement. I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your time with us tonight, and I want to thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure. You know, it's great. You know, obviously you guys are awake and aware, you know, being patriots. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, as Eisenhower said, only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. That's uh, our our group here, uh, obviously. And, uh, you know, we need to protect our constitutional republic. And Dolphin Smile, you are up. Appreciate um, listening to you. You're so clear and um, fluid, and and so easy to understand. Um, you don't go all over the place. You it just for some reason I just I find you very easy to listen to. I'll probably listen to this show again, but um, because it's no, so thank you for that. I, I, I I'm my own worst critic. I think I go all over the place, but I'm I'm no. glad some of it's making sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 
um, the biggest question I had was with, um, I'm very interested in the crystal technology that's coming out and I would hope that you would announce that on telegram and let us know. Um, you said October. Yeah. At the galactic spiritual informers conference, uh, October 20th, 22nd, I believe it is in Florida, Orlando, Florida. Um, how that came about was I did have an ET interaction back in 1977 that was being conveyed the geometry of the matrix that put this burning desire in me to try to understand what this was. And so in the early 1980s, I sought out uh, Dr. Marcel Vogel, who was the uh, IBM's head scientist, uh, an incredible, brilliant genius of a man who was working with a couple of dozen medical doctors cutting quartz crystals and all this came out of plant communication and everything. Uh, he went from being a fully, uh, um, you know, a, a scientist of such a high caliber. He had 140 patents, uh, developed coding for hard drives, liquid crystals on the displays you see, color television, all these incredible things. And uh, so he uh, he started working with these quartz crystals and cutting them, and he had incredible success with uh, with dozens of medical doctors. And, uh, and so in uh, last year, in April, in uh, 2020, uh, 22, yeah, that uh, Elena Denan, uh, who I mentioned earlier, had me on her show regarding, you know, the regular disclosure stuff, right? And, and then she knew about my background working with Dr. Marcel Vogel, and he said, she said, well, Thorhan Redion, that's her contact who rescued her way back a long time ago, who has, she has this implant to communicate with him, um, his younger brother is going to a university in the Pleiades learning how to terraform planets. So he's like, their technology is thousands of years ahead of ours. And so um, she said, well, maybe we can ask, uh, his name's Jenhan already on. So maybe we can ask uh, some questions. And so I started asking questions and I was blown away by the answers that he gave. If you go to marcelvogel.org, on there, we have a communication log, which I complete. I'm, it's ongoing. I'm updating. It's like 111 pages of question and answer, question and answer. He has given uh, technology that um, about crystals that you know is too much to go into on this show. But one of the designs is a uh, this using silver and copper wires and uh, that create this magnetic torsion field within the crystal that generates this frill and it's how they power their starships. It's how they power on their planet, everything. Uh, it's an incredible gift to our world. I have assembled two teams of scientists that are putting together uh, this device and uh, we're going to demonstrate it to the world and actually quantifiably measure it and show that this is credible information. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, if you go to, uh, Elaine and I are doing a series of uh, classes based on this advanced crystal technology. We just did one today, the first class, 
If you go on YouTube and look up Elena Danan, her last name spelled D-A-N-A-A-N, uh, you can see the, the first, uh, the first class, or you can go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash disclosure witness, and I have it linked on there. And it's a start of a series of classes that's teaching people how to utilize this crystal technology that interfaces with consciousness. Wow. And I did send those links on the wall. So if you guys want to check out the links, I did put them on the bottom of the wall. And it looks like, oh, Dolphin smiled. And then Professor has one more. And then we will end it at Professor. Dolphin smiled. Did you have another one? Yes, um, and I don't know if there's enough um, research on this to, um, you know, put it in some kind of a quantifiable or quantitative whatever category um, regarding um, possibly like when somebody is age regressed since a lot of our problems that we have are caused by our mental health, you know, like dis, dis-ease, you know, having some sort of, a lot of times things are caused by psychological um, issues or, you know, probably intergenerational trauma that's stored in the DNA. Um, I was just- They have methods of healing that, yes. Okay, so I was just wondering if you had any information um, on, okay, you, the, the med beds don't necessarily, because I'm a therapist too, but I mean like the med beds, do they heal both the psychological and, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a projection of what the body used to be at a former time before the, the trauma happened or the issue happened. Um, I was just wondering about the psychological component, if that oh. is addressed or is it separate? Oh, it's a, uh, it's a great question. I understand that the many of the children that are being rescued, you know, from the dumps that, uh, they've taken out or if you know you can imagine the psychological PTSD that they've gone through um, there is uh, for, I don't have any direct experience or knowledge of this only through um, people who do have said that they they do have methods of uh, helping to heal you know psychological trauma so you know it was much 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 hope and good to look forward to once these new modalities of healing come out. Thank you. And we'll end it with Professor and Professor Europe. I was wondering if you are familiar with the Great Awakening map that for like the last five years or so. The Great Awakening, what was it? Awakening map. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the arrows pointing all over the place, right? Yeah, the one that kind of links everything. To else. 
Yeah, that uh, was quite a job to put that one together. Uh, uh, well, f- five right. minutes. Five minutes. Tell- it's telling my wife, five minutes. <laughs> well, it looks like we're all finished, Dan. Um, definitely would love to bring you back on. And, and Professor is a host and an admin in our sister channel. He definitely would love to have you on over there as well. Um, definitely will love to stay in contact. And I honestly, from, from my heart, my soul, um, I, I put myself to, to do these podcasts and show to bring the people information and allow them to ask questions. And I encourage all the members, whenever you're on any of our shows, ask the question. We don't do podcasts to be self-serving to where you just watch and listen to what I want to ask. That's why we always have q and Q&A, as the creators told me to let my people ask questions, and that's the only way we're going to walk through this war that we're in. And, Dan, I, honestly, it's really been a pleasure, and I'm a big follower of your, your stuff. Well, oh, I appreciate your service. Thank you for your service in educating the, the public. It's so important. Um, yeah, I'm just doing my little part, you know, of uh, hopefully it triggers some inquiring minds that start to, you know, want to look that up and see if there's anything to that and see all of a sudden it'll be like I did decades ago and to one, oh my God, after another, find out that the world that we've been born into is a whole lot different on the, uh, on the hidden side. And, uh, you know, but it's, uh, it's how we're going to transform this, uh, the situation on this planet by becoming awake and aware because of, you know, what you don't know can hurt you. You know, there's many people who took the, uh, the thing in the arm. Uh, so, you know, it's through this knowledge and awakening that we can hold these criminals of humanity uh, accountable and, uh, you know, liberate our planet. It's been a pleasure and uh, an honor to be on uh, the Great Patriot Channel. <laughs> absolutely it's time for the Truman Show to disappear we all can't wait for that we, we can't wait for that day to happen fast enough and Dan if you can um, I know you've been communicating with uh, my admin if you can send us any links because we're going to upload this over on the Rumble channel and I'll add all your links on there I do have the web matrix but whatever other links you want on this podcast please send it to us uh, the web matrix should uh, should cover a lot. Uh, I've been doing since uh, Dr. Greer came out with the latest disclosure press conference. You know, like this this week's been like six shows I've done. You know, so it's been like uh, you know people wanting me on to talk about disclosure and things, and which I I never I never turn anybody down because uh, uh, you know. Yeah, although, you know, it's like preaching to the choir on these channels, right? Um, but it, we're all part of a collective mind, and uh, every 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 bit of knowledge that helps awaken more people helps contribute to, to the Great Awakening. So uh, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan, and you have a good night. And like I said, thanks again. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm.